Hello and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White and today is Monday, August 16th. And today I'm going to read for you a poem by Sir Walter Scott. Uh, He was born on the 15th of August yesterday, uh, 1771, and he lived until September of 1832. Uh, He was a Scottish historical novelist, a playwright, a poet, and a historian. Uh, He was quite involved in politics uh, and he was also the president of the Royal Society of Edinburgh, a very prestigious position uh, from 1820 to 1832. Uh, His extensive knowledge of history and his skill as a writer made him a seminal figure in the establishment of the historical novel genre. uh, And he also was a seminal figure of Scottish literary romanticism. Uh, He wrote such works as Ivanhoe and Rob Roy, those are novels, and also narrative poems, almost epics, uh, The Lady of the Lake and Marmion. And today's poem, which is called Lochinvar, is taken from Marmion. It's excerpted from there. A character says this poem within the larger poem, Marmion. Uh, and it tells the story of a young knight, Lochinvar. Uh, because it's a longer ballad, I'm only going to read it once. So I'll tell you a little bit about it now and then offer some brief comments after I read it. Uh, Lochinvar tells the story of a young, brave, chivalrous knight, Lochinvar. He is the exemplar. Uh, the great example of chivalry. Uh, And Lochinvar, who is faithful in love and dauntless in war, he discovers that his lady love, uh, the beautiful maiden Ellen, is going to be married to another, uh, a man unworthy of her, who is indeed laggard in love and a dastard in war. And so Lochinvar shows himself at the wedding uh, and, and declares himself happy to hand off his promised bride to another, uh, but then decides to carry her off. Uh, and this actually was, I wouldn't say common in medieval times, but it was parts of the tradition if a knight thought that uh, his bride uh, was going to be married to somebody less worthy than him, um, or if her father refused or there were obstacles to the union, many knights would carry off their lady loves um, and uh, with or without her permission. Um, and so Lochinvar does this and the reader is left then uh, to choose whether or not this is actually more chivalrous than allowing her to marry someone less worthy of her. Uh, so that's up to the reader. But here we go. Lochinvar by Sir Walter Scott. Oh, young Lochinvar is come out of the West. Through all his wide border, his steed was the best. And save his good broadsword, he weapons had none. He rode all unarmed and he rode all alone. So faithful in love and so dauntless in war, there never was knight like the young Lochinvar. He stayed not for break and he stopped not for stone. He swam the Esk River where ford there was none. But ere he alighted at Netherby Gate, the bride had consented. The gallant came late. For a laggard in love and a dastard in war was to wed the fair Ellen of brave Lochinvar. So boldly he entered the Netherby Hall, among bridesmen and kinsmen and brothers and all. Then spoke the bride's father, his hand on his sword. For the poor craven bridegroom said never a word. Oh, come ye in peace here, or come ye in war, or to dance at our bridal, young lord Lochinvar? I long wooed your daughter, my suit you denied. Love swells like the Solway, but ebbs like its tide. 
And now I am come with this lost love of mine to lead but one measure, drink one cup of wine. There are maidens in Scotland more lovely by far that would gladly be bride to the young Lochinvar. The bride kissed the goblet. The knight took it up. He quaffed off the wine and he threw down the cup. She looked down to blush and she looked up to sigh with a smile on her lips and a tear in her eye. He took her soft hand ere her mother could bar. Now tread we a measure, said young Lochinvar. So stately his form and so lovely her face that never a hall such a gallier did grace while her mother did fret and her father did fume and the bridegroom stood dangling his bonnet and plume and the bridemaidens whispered, "'Twere better by far to have matched our fair cousin with young Lochinvar." One touch to her hand and one word in her ear when they reached the hall door and the charger stood near. So light to the croup the fair lady he swung, so light to the saddle before her he sprung. She is one, we are gone over bank, bush, and scour. They'll have fleet steeds that follow, quoth young Lochinvar. There is mounting Mungrams of the Netherby clan, Forsters and Finwicks and Musgraves, they rode and they ran. There's racing and chasing on Canaby Lee, that the lost bride of Netherby ne'er did they see. So daring in love and so dauntless in war, have ye e'er heard of gallants like young Lochinvar? I like these ballads. The ballads uh, really keep the tradition. They're very famous in Scotland and in Celtic tradition, as I'm sure you know. Uh, and this one was written in 1808, so much later than some of the earlier ballads. Uh, and yet it maintains the tradition, a celebration of chivalry, a celebration of courage, a rescue theme. Uh, and this idea of uh, the, the two loves who are cruelly kept apart and are brought together through courage and brave deeds uh, and then thus made worthy of one another. In modernity, we tend to prefer our heroes troubled with some kind of dark past and, you know, temptation and all that. Uh, but that wasn't the case in the Romantic period and certainly not in uh, the medieval times. Uh, and uh, so in Lochinvar, we have uh, a brave hero, a chivalrous hero, a hero of great courage who's contrasted with this other craven suitor. And so in some ways, it was a much simpler time, a time of the celebration of heroic men and women. This has been The Daily Poem, produced by Goldberry Studios, post-production by Logan Green. I'm Heidi White. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow with another poem.